0: But their story didn't end there. How
1: could there have been only one? And he's back in business. That is the worst idea
0: in the history of bad ideas. Part two is the final chapter in the violent history. of
1: This time, it's personal. Ladies and
0: gentlemen of NASA, this is Charles Xavier. Help is on the way. Doing space missions now. Cool. We get the astronauts, we bring them home. Go. Heat signature's
1: rising fast.
0: We got to get out of here. Where's Jean? Where is she? Jean! She should be dead. Did you hear what the kids are calling you?
1: phoenix hello gene who are you the better question is who are you something's
0: happening to me when i lose control bad things happen but it feels good that power destroyed everything it ever came into contact with until you X-Men fear you. And what they fear, we seek to destroy. She'll kill us all. The girl dies. She's still off that.
1: She's not Jean anymore.
0: Are you threatening me?
1: That's right. That would be a bad idea.
0: <sighs> if you like the 90s, Dazzler, X Men, The Last Stand, Captain Marvel, Skrulls, I'm sorry, I mean, the Dabari. Uh, The mutant control unit, trains and subways, emotions, car wrecks, PTSD, or blue mutants, then you'll like the movie we're talking about. This week, we're talking about Dark Phoenix, but imagine the
1: O is an X, baby. Mm. Is X-Men anywhere in the title of Dark Phoenix? I think it's got to be... I think it's... This sounds so weird. I was going to say, like it's marketed as X-Men Dark Phoenix, but it's really not. Yeah. Um, You hear it like in the trailer, I think, X-Men Dark Phoenix, but you only see the logo Dark Phoenix, and I think the movie itself... um, uh, you you've seen it, it was, yeah we're talking about it um the movie itself has a title um it just says dark phoenix right? yeah like it with, doesn't say like a x-men Dark phoenix. again with the o having the x do you think that might have hurt it like not having the x-men yeah i actually don't think no, it, that might have yeah
0: uh anyways this is revenge of the sequel the podcast just about sequels we talk about a sequel hopefully once a week and I think so far yeah it's it's happened.
1: That's so crazy. <laughs> we we have, we've been uh, consistent technically since uh since Countdown that out. Yeah, yeah, the next e- luckily we had those in the bank, baby. But um <laughs> there you just
0: ruined the illusion. Sorry. M- my name's Emmanuel. Hey, I'm John. And uh this is actually I might actually release this on the ca- uh Countdown to Infinity feed because it's tangentially Marvel related. Oh, you're totally right. Um, there is an MCU in this movie on everyone's, uh, jackets, uh, the mutant control unit. You know what? It says MCU everywhere. It's
1: so funny that like, you're the second person. I think I was, I was watching with some friends of mine from, uh, from work and they um that, that was immediately when that that scene uh, popped up they um they they started like shaking my shoulder. they're like, it, "Look at that, is that like something there like that's kind obvious, be a, yeah, and some sort of yeah, 'cause they're like they're hostile like military people taking, the MCU <laughs> taking, taking over, over. Yeah, exactly
0: the, the yeah, the first class of x men but uh just a fair warning, we've watched this movie, it's been out already a week, so we're gonna go and dive into this, so there may be some spoilers in it for." you who haven't but i yeah. think this conversation is also going to kind of veer into the finale or the ending of the fox fox yeah the
1: fox fox man Ooh, yeah, yeah like you know x, triple x uh, yeah, yeah like uh, a. <laughs> they also own triple x i think <laughs> no, yeah because. i think um we're gonna talk about dark phoenix obviously i think that i mean at least we can, we're gonna talk about as much as we can about dark phoenix because um I'm, I'm at a struggle for um there's there's actually a lot of dark phoenix there's yeah there's, not on. a whole lot happens in this movie but like but yeah, I mean I guess what we're gonna talk about we can just get right into it about yeah. the, the X Men universe. The X Men um the X Men franchise has been around forever. Forever. Not forever. But like for two two decades as long as the um they're the, probably Anyway, we've, we've gotten into some like, you know, I guess maybe semantics on whether or not Blade or X-Men started the comic book boom. Blade technically was the first one that kind of started a popularity. Um, like modern day stuff. Christopher Reeve was huge. Yeah. With the Superman stuff. And then the, the 90s Batman movies were like, you know, big up until they weren't. Yeah. Um, and then the same thing goes for well and, and then Blade hit like 98 I think and yeah. then um
0: But you're right Blade and X-Men were these were the kind of ones, yeah. grounded superhero movies where they were kind of re- mo- more real than uh like the, the then, Superman then like, yeah, you
1: know? then, then, yeah then, then those heroes you've seen before like it's, it's 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 played less camp um I don't know about Blade but like there's some camp in Blade but yeah. it's not exactly like the camp you're thinking of but um X-Men basically when it hit in 2000 um that was it like that was the big big box office hit um it was kind of when you when you look back on it it's kind of a low budget movie um when you think about it cuz there's not a not a whole lot um of spectacle happens in that movie it's kind of like a uh, like a drama um a drama with 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 little bits of action there and like some superhero lore um X-Men was created by or the X-Men were uh you know directed by Brian Singer back in the day uh it was the um first big comic book movie it was pre spider-man because i know spider-man hit and then like and then after that we were rolling like you know until this day there's so much
0: so for i'm just reading about this right now but since the 80s they were trying to make an An x-men movie movie, orion pictures held the rights um and stan lee uh definitely there were so many scripts and people writing i think one of the most interesting ones that i'm reading is james cameron was going to produce a Catherine bigelow version um, in the '90s, right, mm-hmm. um, and then it wasn't until Avi Arad uh, made the uh, or helped produce the animated X-Men series, yeah,
1: the, the the '90s one that everybody that everybody knows basically.
0: And he helped push through the into fruition the um, the what, where we are now. And Brian Singer took this project right after his Oscar moment with with A uh, Usual Suspects. Yeah, and it took a really really long time, but when it did come out, it was just. Uh, it really did. I mean, it, I'm looking now. It didn't really make as much.
1: It money, made a lot of money for the time, right? But it wasn't. It wasn't as much money as the as the as yeah the, um, comic book movies that followed, mm-hmm. like Spider Man Two, X Men Two, I think, and the X Men Three. They all like you know, they all did better than obviously X Men One did.
0: Yeah, it, and it was kind of uh yeah. I mean, it's just it it, it was made
1: stars out of Hugh Jackman. Jackman Hugh Jackman burst onto the scene. The reason yeah. he's popular now is because of the X Men movies.
0: We kind of hadn't seen because these were primarily, I think, action movies. Um, Yeah, and these sequences are just you know superhuman action sequences, and that's kind of what how they
1: sold. What's some like really like hard hard grounded drama there? Because these X Men, we can get that off the bat now. The um, because this movie was, I think, I texted you this because the the first X Men movie and the first you know the first three really were made at a time where superheroes kind of weren't like popular yet. Um, the source material is very, is reworked. Like all the essentials are there. I think like at the core of what the team is, sort of, I say sort of, cause like, you know, the, they're very Wolverine centric, but, uh, but the core of what the team is in the books is, uh, is adapted into like a very harsh or er, hard grounded, like reality for the screen. Yeah. And, like, and no one's, no one's wearing the yellow costumes. Mm-hmm. No one's, um, uh, yeah, no one's wearing the yellow costumes. No one's like, you know, speaking in like, you know, in, uh. In very campy yeah. dialogue, which you know we, people you know associated comic books with that at the time.
0: And again, so we're not going to talk too much about him because Brian Singer definitely is going through a lot of personal and professional issues, right? Yeah, based around a lot of accusations that are happening. But one of the reasons why he was chosen was because X Men was always going to be a ensemble movie, and I think that's also something that's really unique. Mm -hmm. with it is it's it 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 was going to involve not just wolverine but a ton of characters and the usual suspects which brian singer wrote and made like it was a that's an ensemble movie too yeah yeah so yeah. i think that's one of the things that made x-men really unique for the time was not only were you going to see one superhero
1: but you were going to see a
0: team a team of them going up another team of bad guys a, a bad ones, yeah
1: and it's, it's really cool because i remember the trailers even now like it, the trailers list off like you know wolverine gene gray mm-hmm. cyclops storm and then like and it lists off the, big the bad ones, guys yeah, yeah like saber tooth mystique yeah, Mag- magneto, magneto and, yeah. Professor yeah. A- and toad uh, like you know all toad the, yeah
0: he got, I, I, and I still remember him getting, he got electrocuted, I think, is how he died, Yeah, the, right?
1: the, the line that Joss Whedon wrote, um, <laughs> you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Um, <laughs> the same thing that happens that from... The same thing that happens to everything else. Oh, my it's like, God. Yeah, that's a that's a Joss Whedon line. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. But
0: I think after the success of this movie, definitely kind of like superhero movies reemerged, definitely. Oh,
1: yeah. Because then after that, it led to Spider-Man, which Spider-Man was the next big thing. And then, and then, like I said, yeah. like after that, we've been it's over. one a like, year. Like, and it's
0: boom. Like Marvel, yeah. all Marvel properties became hot commodities in Hollywood oh, it was, yeah. definitely. let's make everything that we can but yeah so the X-Men franchise have been around for so long almost one two the, decades yeah. and I, I will say this is one of the reasons why we may feel like this movie feels a little bit different than those but uh, is the X-Men movies always, and even in the comic books they were always kind of drawing metaphors or similes with you know
1: uh, oppression and like you oppression, know, segregation. when it comes
0: to they, you know, they yeah. they're they're always just about sometimes with race, disabilities, disabilities yeah. Um like feminism. Those things are all wrapped up in the X Men universe more so than more other so than, yeah, superheroes. Yeah,
1: I think like more so than I would say more so than Avengers um um source material because yeah. of the Avengers are kind of like liked. They're very uh they're very much like spotlight superheroes and X Men yeah. are kind of like underdogs and like, you know, freaks and you know uh, weirdos and stuff like that. So it's it's a it's a very interesting, um, very interesting kind of like other side of the coin, and it really worked for those
0: early X Men movies. And I'd say it even kind of worked for First Class in a yeah, way, like I the
1: because um, yeah.
0: it, it, it is the thing. I think if you think of all these superheroes, what makes X Men unique w- was that they were they even the world that they like mutants and and like this genetic. Uh, not say deformation, but this g- genetic almost like an evolution ep- yeah, thing. It,
1: like yeah, in, in a way, it's kind of like an epidemic of like yeah. superpowers are happening. Almost it wasn't somewhere.
0: too fantastical. It wasn't one person got it.
1: No, yeah, it wasn't. It's almost like a very believable like idea where like you're entering a new era of mm-hmm. like human evolution, and you're just you're now you have to share the planet with a different yeah. species, and these other spe- like you know the other species of humans just happen to have for some reason superpowers. Yeah, <laughs> and so I, I'd so like when you mutate, you uh, <laughs> shoot laser beams from your eyes and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and they control the weather. And they're always so different from
0: each other, too. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. just everyone got the same strand. It's everyone got something. And then I guess Wolverine didn't get... that. Yeah, he, he's man-made.
1: Yeah, Wolverine's a different thing. Oh, you know, he's a mutant. Oh, but you're he's right, because like, he doesn't yeah.
0: die. Yeah, but... Yeah, so anyway, so that's what the X-Men universe did uh for i think just movies superhero cinema really yeah In superhero general,
1: yeah um let's we can go down the list there because now mm. we can get to i gonna mean, we're not going to talk a lot about them we're just literally going yeah, yeah, to yeah so we had x-men and um great introduction yeah great introduction you have that sequel x2 which um you know you know basically raised the stakes yeah. and made the story a little bit deeper focus um, definitely on wolverine a lot more right yeah and i think that one's like i was gonna say the definitive wolverine movie but not, that's not true um really uh dark i think i remember from x2 the biggest thing i'll
0: remember is th- is the swat teams that break into xavier's school and they start and, shooting up and, like, and they take well, kids yeah like they're they, taking it's, kids it's a
1: very yeah it's a very um very dark movie um yeah. it again it kind of raises stakes it um it um delved into the characters deeper. You had some yeah. better moments. Overall, like a way better experience than the first one. Mm. Um, you have X3 directed by Brett Ratner, different director on the scene. Written by the guy we're about to talk about. Written by Simon, Simon Kimberg, yeah. Um, it, X-Men 3 tackles two different storylines, the Cure storyline from the comics and also the Dark Phoenix storyline.
0: And I think the Cure was a little bit more intriguing for me. I mean, just an opinion. Right, 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 like right. That was a really cool I mean, yeah, it, strand to pull.
1: I liked it. I think. I think the fact that it was a cluster, it was cluster fucked with the Dark Phoenix storyline doesn't really allow it to that movie to breathe a whole lot. Yeah. Um, it is campier than the other movies because I think um the director change. Um, Brett Ratner made Rush Hour. Brett, like, Brett, it was, yeah, it's, it, it it seems like Brett Ratner kind of came in here and didn't really have like a like um, I guess he, like maybe like misunderstood what the what these X Men movies are because that that almost like a straight up superhero movie. Not so much like it's got some themes to it, but it's very, very weird and, and kind of jarring compared to like the rest of the stuff. And um,
0: I wouldn't be surprised too if X three didn't have way more mutants than any of the X Men movies. X Men three has a lot of
1: mu- a lot of mutants. A yeah, a whole right.
0: army of mutants. I that's think that's one of the things point.
1: too. At like at these um, the first three movies, like as 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 the as the <laughs> as the movies, you know, basically start releasing, um, they start putting more and more mutants in them, yeah. even like in cameo roles, which like you know. It uh, doesn't make sense sometimes, because you're just kind of just, you know... Yeah, who's like, this that's new cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. this person runs through walls, awesome. We already have 12. <laughs> yeah. um That's so crazy that, like, well, the small little, very mini tangent is that, like, yeah. um, the X-Men movies are directed by horrible people, like Bryan Singer and, and Brett Ratner
0: Yeah. I think this is partially what empo- emboldened them to do the awful things that they did, because uh, X-Men were very lucrative to them. Like, Brett Ranner, Rat totally Pack true. Entertainment is huge now they funded so many movies they but, were huge i guess i not mean yeah, anymore, yeah. yeah but, like, but i think they were almost untouchable at this moment in time they right, were like yeah, we yeah. just made these amazing superhero movies and yeah just, just review although yeah i mean sam raimi didn't do that yeah, he made spider man
1: yeah that's true i mean it's just it's, it's just shitty when you think about it because like it's like it's two people like brett ratner and um brian singer who are attached to it yeah okay um moving on though after x3 um seems like people didn't really take too kindly to that movie um but I mean it was at all time the series was at an all time high. Yeah. And it, we made got a, to
0: ex- it still made a ton
1: of money, to Yeah, sure. a ton of money and then they actually went to um they w- you know, they were going in a different direction. They spent they uh did a spin off and did X-Men Origins Wolverine, which at the time was going to be you know, they were gonna spin off all the X-Men. Like they had X-Men Origins Magneto and yeah. in the works too, but um they did the Wolverine one and oh man like that's um, yeah, the wolverine was interesting because it uh directed by an oscar-winning director i think like who Gavin, ended up making Gavin logan Hood. so no 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 no, no not, not that one wrong wrong one wait the wolverine no x-men origins oh wolverine. okay sorry yeah, yeah. yeah. i thought
0: you're talking about the wolverine
1: no x-men origins wolverine was before the wolverine um i don't want to that's it actually it's a, it's, a, it's a, one of the bad movies okay after that um after x-men origins wolverine what movie did we get we got x-men first class
0: yes after X-Men with Orkins. Matthew Vaughn Matthew Vaughn is, and that really that's a soft reboot Gave you it a, totally tell
1: yeah a second reinv- and I think uh, it was it's kind of a prequel like they kind of want to keep the continuity yeah. because like you know um, Rebecca Romijn Stamos set in the cameos. 70s right set, yeah. set, set, set in the 60s 60s with uh, Cuban Missile Crisis
0: Cuban Missile Crisis which I which was a really it's an interesting way to kind of reinvigorate the story and the characters that you've, you've seen before right? and it really worked I think the action sequences that Vaughn did end up helping him make the Kingsman and the everything Kingsman else that he's
1: yeah. after. Yeah, and the movie, um, Matthew Vaughn had just come out of, like, I think, um, that came out almost a decade ago. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I think Matthew Vaughn came out of Kick Ass, um, doing that movie. Um, that movie is so great. Um, yeah. X Men First Class is probably, it has the dynamic and the, um, and the like, you know, the um, playfulness of some of the X Men comics, yeah. like something it nailed it maybe more so than Brian Singer's movies, which is kind of crazy.
0: And we got to see this is the first time we saw James McAvoy, yeah, James, the, the new Thender. cast basically.
1: So like, the uh, James McAvoy is um is takes over from Patrick Stewart, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon as Sebastian Shaw as the villain. Um, uh, January Jones is Emma Frost. You have uh, Jennifer Lawrence who will dominate the. Um,
0: the later, sequence, half, yeah.
1: yeah, the you know the the other movies. This
0: after, is pre Oscar for her.
1: Yeah, exactly pre Oscar. She um, I think it's also maybe even pre Hunger Games or like post Hunger Games, yeah. first Hunger Games movie. Um, Fastbender plays Magneto is pretty awesome. Um, then after that, um, The Wolverine. You get the with Wolverine. James Mangold. James Mangold comes on and does another Wolverine sequel. I really is,
0: like this one a little bit more than
1: everyone else. I think I. Th- think this is a great movie i if, especially if you watch the unrated director's cut is actually um there's a sequence at the very end that i really love um with wolverine fighting ninjas um so but the wolverine uh, was another attempt at a serious wolverine movie and that movie was set right after gene uh, gray dies which is yes it, it, it's set as a sequel basically to the x-men movies um so like wolverine is basically on an existential uh journey and doesn't really want to live anymore.
0: I'm going to talk about this when we talk about Logan later on, but I feel like uh, they made the calculation that of all of their characters, the Wolverine was the one that could make it uh make it on its own like you know w- w- i mean obviously Hugh jackman's a huge character but they couldn't go down and look at the other x-men because they talked about this a lot like making other origins for oh Storm. yeah definitely and i think it's just and, like it,
1: they got a little nervous again this is also a time where like mcu was at, at this point too mcu was still oh, yeah. beginning like uh, the wolverine was 2013 and i think the first avengers movie had just come out mm. so like you know there was still i don't want to say in the infancy because they kind of hit their first growth spurt there but it was still like you know very pre you know pre phase two almost. Um, Wolverine was um, pretty good. I think it made even less money than the last Wolverine movie. But that ma- that makes sense because like people were probably soured on X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah,
0: and it was. Uh, I feel like that movie was also. Uh, I think Hugh Jackman was the biggest star in that movie, and it didn't have anything anybody else. Yeah. really. Like, it was set in just, Japan. Like there were yeah, some it's really got great. Some, they had some actor actor there some Japanese
1: actors was really awesome, um, and that's um that's also really cool, because, you know, you, you, there, um, there would have been a tendency to, to Americanize, like, you know, some parts, which they didn't do, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Overall, The Wolverine's a really fun movie. Um, after Wolverine, you get the epic X-Men Days of Future Past. That movie, I really like. I, th- I feel like that was maybe peak X-Men. I think it's peak. Well, it's definitely peak uh, critically acclaimed, other than, I guess, Logan, which we'll talk about next. But, um, or no, no it well, logan logan is before no it's after apocalypse after yeah so yeah but but back to days of future past days of future past is a gr- giant um basically crossover from both fucking joggernaut of a movie yeah it's the avengers basically of the of the x-men franchise like there's um the, the old cast from the original movies combines with the new cast of the current movies and they um they um have a good time it's really awesome it's brian singer back at the helm again which is um Interesting. It's interesting, um, especially from the stuff we're going to talk about later today, because I think it's um, there's some there's some uh, there's some notes that I've, I'm not sure, I guess, if they're true or not. But they've been making the internet, you know, they've been running around the internet. This now.
0: movie made seven hundred and fifty million dollars.
1: It was a, I mean, it, it was a good movie. Yeah, like it's a really fun oh, it,
0: and like it costs like two hundred something million. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it's like probably the most critically acclaimed of the X Men movies. Like I said before, you know, up to this point. Um, it was great. It's fun. It's, it's um, really ambitious, too. Super ambitious. Apparently, it was supposed to be the third movie. Like, they wanted to do Apocalypse before this, so that Days of Future Past would be like a finale, almost, in a way, like, mm-hmm. you know, where they can bring back two, bring the two casts together. I feel like that would have been stronger.
0: Yes. Like,
1: imagine, like, that would have been, like, if that would have happened instead of Dark Phoenix, I feel yeah. like even if Dark Phoenix was, like, beforehand, and then they did that, like, that would have been epic, in in a way. Yeah and, and it and it uh yeah I mean yeah it was yeah, really good so. and it,
0: and it kind of was a soft reset in yeah, a way too cuz the way it ended
1: Yeah the way it ended um we'll, we'll talk about that too um <laughs> The way it ended kind of like, you know, paved the way for like, there's more adventures that we're not seeing yeah. from these from these uh, new cast members that are eventually going to look like the old cast members. Because that's the weirdest part about like yeah. this whole franchise is the continuity. They can't make too many of them. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's um, interesting
0: is after Days of Future Past, technically in this world or a part of the X-Men universe is Deadpool. Which oh yeah uh, forget they, con- about that. Yep. they consider a part of the X Men universe. right? Um, yeah. and it's the highest grossing of all the X Men films.
1: Yeah, Deadpool is another spin off which is um you know, enough said, I'm on Deadpool. Uh, there
0: are X Men in it. So. Yeah,
1: there's X Men in it. It's more of a parody franchise, I feel like, in this case, like kind of a parody is yeah. the X Men franchise, which is pretty cool. Same uh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. Same continuity uh, sort of, I guess. Like it play the X-Men movies don't really yeah. play with continuity It's, it's also well.
0: produced by Simon Kinberg, which is interesting. Yeah, Simon Kinberg um does it. He's, the he's all over this damn uh, Oh, franchise. Came,
1: came around like um I think he stuck with it for a while. Yeah, he's like the brain trust in yeah, a way. Yeah. Him and uh, Brian Singer. Um so after uh Deadpool you got uh X-Men Apocalypse. Yes. X-Men Apocalypse is a um the
0: same year Deadpool came out, which right. is insane.
1: It's a it's kind of a miss. Um, in the terms of X Men movies, the quality drops from um, Days of Future Past to you know to Apocalypse.
0: It's a lot closer to a regular superhero movie where there's a this villain, right? Yeah, that yeah, is it's, amassing it's, it's, it. He's basically just replaced Magneto.
1: I still take it as the most comic booky X Men. Like even like with even having seen Dark Phoenix, I feel like Apocalypse is still very comic booky. Um, I feel like at that point, um the creators of that movie were trying to possibly warp it into like an Avengers franchise where like there's a, a giant third act battle and, you know, all this other stuff. And they, you know, and they they have some cool moments. Like they have the Weapon X moment, which is um, long overdue. And I don't know if the people even had interest at that point, but they had the, um, you know, the actual true Weapon X sequence with uh, Wolverine's cameo.
0: One of the probably best moments of that movie that I just remember all the time is the quick silver. I feel, I feel like this is when they introduced that whole... Visual thing with Quicksilver, right? Oh, that's a Days of Future. Oh pack, shit, so, never mind. Yeah. But they, they just has, do it again. Yeah, but yeah. They, they do it again, basically. With and the this apocalypse. is the last movie that Brian Singer directed. Directed, yeah. yeah. Um, that was weird. Yeah, this is a weird, Buzz.
1: Yeah. Um. So the last movie that Brian Singer directed. It's every um, time we say Brian Singer's name, yeah, something bad just, happens in this room. Just, yeah, it's it's trying to. We're pissing off the soundboard. It's trying to touch me. Yeah, it's pretty. F- <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, X Men Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, I mean, in not no- a bad. We we have an episode on that. I think Do we, we really. I think yeah. I think we we were okay with it. I mean, I, I think I was because even now, I, I'm i It's not a good movie by any means. Because uh, Apocalypse is very kind of falls flat. Like the the character itself. For <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, for the character being as badass as it is in the comics, like Apocalypse is like rivals thanos i would say yeah in terms of power he doesn't even need infinity stones yeah um um the way they did him in the movie is is really weird like they cast like oscar isaac which is like you know on paper that sounds amazing like you're casting oscar Isaac. But he's as, under makeup the he's whole under time. makeup and he's under like this weird like you know costume that's just and his performance is like just nothing but whispers and, like, auto-toned voices, so it's kind of weird. Um, so, moving on from Apocalypse, we have... Uh, Logan, baby. No, we have Logan. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right.
0: Probably the best reviewed, and I, I would say... I will say this before we talk about Dark Phoenix. I think the real finale of the X-Men, like, should be... Well,
1: technically, it's, The finale of the X-Men it still franchise. is. I mean, like, because it, it happens yeah. way in the future, like, post Days of Future Past. And
0: it kind of is a natural way, because it, it is him passing on and or them even saving the mutant uh i don't want to say Rays, but the mutants yeah, to, into like, the next generation you also got professor x who has alzheimers and you have wolverine who is supposed to live forever through all these movies but he's
1: starting now starting to actually wear out like it's just yeah. it's so yeah yeah it's a, it's a crazy movie it um, should
0: be the finale
1: it should be the finale you and cut it and, off right there um it is um Hugh Jackman's swan song so it's his best you know it's his best performance as a character. Um, it won loads of awards.
0: Mm, nominated um, for the only of these movies... Oh, I don't know if it's only, but it was nominated for an Oscar nom- for not an effects Oscar best, for best adapted screenplay, yeah, which is like that's something that never,
1: book. yeah, never never gets nominated best adapted screenplay for Logan. That's yeah, awesome. Logan
0: did really well. People really enjoyed it. It's kind of sad because I was like, well, here's a movie that is a good uh like they you know they lowered the stakes in this movie it was set in this dystopian world where their mutants hadn't been born in a while like they're 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 very rare and so it was a really it's it's sad that it it is the last movie for jackman because i felt after this movie like here's the formula for for you know these these stories like this is the it felt more of like the old x-men than a lot of the movies that came out mm. like during the time but oh. I, I get in my mind the finale of the like the last is <laughs> where it should have ended. Yeah.
1: It doesn't though cuz then we after that we have Deadpool 2 a sequel to the, Deadpool 1 i guess. Yeah, and it really
0: is because they directly reference Logan in it. Yeah, they do. I mean Deadpool <laughs> is kind of the first 5 minutes, a,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, Deadpool's a kind of a weird thing cuz like there is um there's also a cameo from the from McAvoy's X Men in that yeah. movie and uh the timeline's and, all fucking And the whole ending up. of Deadpool Two is Yeah, they insane. have Juggernaut. The Juggernaut's in there. He um it's 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 weird. Yeah, it's so weird. Deadpool is so weird. And then we Um, get to oh, do you you have more on Deadpool two or no? I don't have anything on Deadpool two. And then we get and this is crazy
0: because there is and I forgot about the movie that's after this movie. There
1: is another X Men movie after this. People are forgetting, but but, that that release date has been taken off. Like there's no no one knows where it's set or
0: anything. Yeah, so Dark Phoenix, which we're gonna talk about in detail. So I don't know if we should. Go dive into it right now we
1: should mention at least the next m- movie is the new mutants the new mutants is yeah. is technically the last with more game of thrones actors yeah. as mutants it's got Arya Stark. yeah
0: this is so dark phoenix i feel like it didn't even feel like a finale for the franchise oh, even though, no, 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 even no, though no. they knew it was happening so I, I i can't imagine how new mutants is going to be i think it's just going to be a random offshoot movie that stands alone i
1: think like josh boone though which is like the guy who directed um, the fault in our stars or something josh yeah. boone i'm assuming
0: yeah, and he's
1: yeah, yeah, yeah he's he directing is, the new mutants. I would, I would put my faith more yeah, on him, him than Simon Kinberg. So let's
0: saying. talk now that we have talked about all the X Men movies uh, in this franchise, because we're more than likely never going to talk about an X Men movie again, unless we go back. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you unless know, we like, watch it's like X Men Three or something. Because I feel like yeah. we've talked about Days of Future and apocalypse yeah the days I of future Past is a
1: is a is a lost episode oh um, really okay um but apocalypse is a, is a is an episode that's well, out there so the days of
0: future pass may be released who knows i'll find out yeah yeah so which of those movies
1: is your favorite and well yeah which of those movies do you think is, is your favorite so i came up on x-men um with the nineties TV series. Um, so like I was always the in, animated one, the animated yeah, yeah. one. So, um, and then that kind of like X-Men, the animated series and along with Spider-Man and not so much Batman, cause Batman, I kind of just knew as a character. I, I, I think I may have like, um, discovered he was a comic book character, like kind of like maybe later on, mm. but X-Men and, and I guess in some Spider-Man esque stuff, um, mainly really just the X Men, got me into like almost like or interested in, in almost the comic world. That being said, I didn't read comics for a while after that. But I was really into the X Men comic uh, the cartoon series in the nineties. Um when the movie when there was announced there was gonna be a movie about it, I totally flipped. So like I was kind of thinking that they were gonna make this cartoon into a movie. Like just the cartoon. Yeah yeah, yeah. and it ended up happening that way. So um uh so the X Men movies to me kind of like even up until I think X Men three I was well, Semi young, it was like in high school. Um, that to me kind of felt like it was it was trying to attempt the feel of the co- of the yeah. cartoon series, and that's what I basically I wanted. I wanted basically like an adaptation of the cartoon series. Um, that being said, I think Days of Future Past, to me, when I'm watching that movie, I feel the closest to what the X Men are like in yeah. the cartoon and comic. Um, I get that from Days of Future Past a lot. Yeah, and so I, I would say Days of Future Past is probably my favorite X Men movie.
0: I think that's a really good one to pick because not only do you have what do they call those robots again? The Sentinels. Like those, those are like, all over the cartoons.
1: And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's iconic imagery that's almost like hand in hand with yeah. X Men. Like it's one of the they're one of their it's almost their Joker in a way if you think about it because like they're they're never ending robots that just kill mutants.
0: Yeah, constantly, and that's like their whole purpose. And so yeah, I think that's a really good movie. And not only did you get both of the casts, but you. Uh, I feel like because we hadn't seen Halle Berry in a while, we hadn't seen like the old cast of X-Men, not to say that they're old, but you know, the, the previous iteration and maybe I would have to say like, I don't know, Maybe like five years or six years. It's been a while. Yeah, it was seeing them to uh, back probably for the again, last time yeah, yeah. in our minds, and then also the the, the new cast, the Vaughn, kinda. yeah, part. Like it was just a really cool, I guess, Avengers feeling kind of right, thing. Yeah, and
1: I think the spectacle has never been grander yeah. than I mean, well, Apocalypse will probably it, rival and it, and it's still focused on Wolverine, their main character in a, in a way, way but it, it works though like see like yeah, I, I think yeah. in, any other any other um if it was done not like the way it was done i guess i would have like fucking i would have flipped but the thing is wolverine is a central piece of that of that storyline the days mm-hmm. of future past storyline um because they did that in the in the cartoon like they they had the one where they went to the future and yeah. um
0: wolverine's the only body who's yeah, there
1: he's the only person who's there and like you know it's uh, everyone's dead um bishop is trying to do something so like they have to go back in time and assassinate senator kelly yeah. in this one it's Bolivar Tresk. but um it's a yeah. Oh god, yeah. It's a it's a it's a really good movie. Yeah. And um now that you rob Trask,
0: like he's a really good villain in this. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, awesome in that. You know, um Peter Another Dinklage. Yeah. Game of Thrones Game actor. Of Thrones, oh um, Game people, of Thrones,
1: Game of Thrones. Um Peter Dinklage, yeah, is in the uh, is in the movie as Bolivar Trask and it's pretty awesome. It's just the whole movie is just pretty great. Um
0: it's all it's there's a ton of spectacle
1: they have the spectacle has just never been like at, up until that point yeah, there's like, a baseball because you don't think of the x-men ahead. movies um i was talking to drew about this yeah. um the other day uh you don't really think about the x-men movies like at least up until then as being like very action heavy or at least like cool action heavy not to say that there is an action yeah. because like x-men origins wolverine has a fuck ton of action yeah that being said i mean you're just like it's not very particularly exciting um, like, it's, of, it's
0: classic action. I mean, there's a ton of, uh, like, one-on-one battles, even in the old X-Men movies. I remember the Wolverine Sabretooth tooth on the, on the on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. yeah. and So,
1: it, it, you know, there's a lot of but that stuff. Like, like so particularly exciting. And the way Days of Future Past weaves in the emotional story with mm-hmm. the... Um, with the spectacle and the way it's being done, mainly in the third act, when it's being done while you know, while all this like crazy stuff is happening, you, a race against have, the and you
0: have all these like suspenseful elements, uh, like there's the uh, when uh, Mystique is trying to kill him, and when you know, there's just so many like little, yeah, the stakes have never really been higher, so, yeah.
1: since that movie. There's like
0: this weird espionage thing, and it's just the whole theme of like consequences and you know things like that. It's just crazy. Right. Um, uh, we can, um, we
1: can wrap that back into what we're talking about. Dark yeah, things. Yeah. So apparently. So, um, Brian Singer, um oh shit, we said we weren't going to talk a whole lot about him, but it's essential to that movie. Yeah. And then to what happened next is Brian Singer apparently started um, um, walking off set or like not showing up to set, like no call, no shows.
0: Mm. Which he and, did for Bohemian Rhapsody too. Right, if anyone yeah. Anyone wants to look into that. I think at that
1: point, that <laughs> at that Oscar point,
0: winning movie for it some reason. was a,
1: um, well at that point, it was like, it was hitting ahead because like, um, he was doing this on Days of Future Past and guess who stepped in to direct? and got the um simon simon kinberg Cool, yeah and that's why um the cast really warmed up to kinberg um you know, they knew him right they knew him because like he directed most of the the shots that like you know um that you know uh, brian singer wasn't there on um the same thing happened for apocalypse but apparently brian singer was like wow. even more flaky on apocalypse than he was with the other movies yeah so simon kinberg stepped up even more on that movie and then so much so that like I think they were the cast was used used to Kinberg just being around and directing them. That Jennifer Lawrence went up and and basically said like told Kinberg and told like basically producers that he should direct the next one. Yeah, and which he did. He did. Yeah, he totally. Um, whether or not like you have got to imagine though with Kinberg, be- fucking Jennifer Lawrence. No, I'm just <laughs> but, no, but you know, but you
0: got to imagine with Kinberg because he has the experience of multiple x-men movies he's a writer and on star them. wars
1: rebels i think oh how exciting. that crazy yeah like the, the show critically acclaimed star wars rebels
0: and i'll say this scorsese has this uh saying that he says the the job of a director is to pass credit on whenever people like something so it'd be like that my cinematographer did that or my actors did that and then take full blame when something doesn't work out and to his credit this movie Uh, didn't do that great in the box office isn't doing that great with fans and reviews but kinberg recently said that he takes full responsibility to his credit and um like i know the director of deadpool sent him an email really detailing what it because he knows what it's like to not have something work you know or and get a ton of success kimberg
1: produced the um the kenneth branell cinderella live action remake and i feel like he's not a bad storytelling like, i'm pretty sure he's really i mean he's good written some stuff here like let me let me go down his writing credits here or at least like his filmographies triple x state of the union whoa shit never mind triple x baby um, more x related mr and mrs smith really uh, big a movie. writer um X the last that day, was a really obviously. good movie jumper um writer and producer um sherlock holmes the first sherlock holmes with a he's a quite a prolific writer yeah yeah um abraham lincoln vampire hunter this means war um let's be cops fantastic force cinderella Chappie. the martian has a producer on the martian it's a uh, producer yeah. on the martian I'm pretty sh- yeah so technically he's a he's, he's a, a, a p- producer on logan producer on Mur- murder in the Orient press he works a lot with kenneth brannell yeah um other credits he's a creative consultant on the force awakens oh um a thanks credit creative consultant on rogue one a star wars story
0: he, he probably is trusted with a lot of uh, really important stories
1: it's kind of sad that like this might be like derailing it though like I, I, I hope it doesn't so. now he's um, got
0: he's got a ton of shit lined up at Starers, this point
1: Star Wars Rebels a writer and producer on that show um, designated survivor producer the gifted producer of Legion and the Twilight Zone in well, 2019 well, Simon be- Kimberg
0: well before we talk about our impressions of this movie let's talk a little bit about the background of Dark Phoenix in general Deadline who which is a really good source normally they don't normally deal in rumors that often um they did say that this whole movie had the cloud of the disney buyout of fox Mm -hmm. this was originally supposed to be two movies as a grand finale to you know what we just talked about the x-men universe for fox because this was it for fox Um, and there was a whole lot going on behind the scenes um uh, when it comes to some similarities between other movies, like superhero movies and stuff like that. So right, yeah. So, Kinberg fully went into this expecting the story that he wrote to go across two movies. Um, but it just didn't happen because Fox and Disney did not want to invest that much time into something like this. Right, yeah. Um, so, there's a lot of like really big – and I think I texted you afterwards – like the cloud of – you know, the studio that we're making this may not even be around by the time it comes out is a pretty big cloud to be working under.
1: Well, I think the thing that like, um, from what I read too, cause there's a lot of stuff out there and obviously this is all from like sort insiders, like, you know, quote unquote insiders, yeah. which, you know, they don't have any names or anything like that. But, um, apparently this movie was shot and packaged like fucking two years ago. Like it was shot, it was finished by like I think summer of 2017 or maybe fall of 2017. Mm. That being said, because of the high profile cast, like they needed reshoots. Reshoots didn't actually take place until a, a year later.
0: You you do get the feeling when you're watching this movie that the cast wasn't all necessarily available at all at the, at same, the same time. time yeah, because you do have those scenes where. Sophie Turner goes off by herself. Like, Jean Gray's goes. Because you can film her. But you also have deaths or injuries in this movie where those characters just weren't going to come back because they probably couldn't. We're looking at you, Quicksilver and Mystique. I know. Uh, Some of that stuff would never follow up on. The Mystique
1: is, um, I think, feel like the Jennifer Lawrence Mystique thing was kind of like a Han Solo thing. I'm not sure if it was true, but like, I don't know if she was. Everybody in this movie looks half assed. Not to be, you know, or it looks like they're acting half assed. And I don't know if that's meant. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's because, like, they don't want to be there or if that's because, you know, um, Kinberg is a first-time director. Maybe he's not a, a big actor-director. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. But, like... It's like Jennifer- they're on autopilot. Right. Like, I've played Jennifer this Lawrence person than-
0: four times already.
1: Yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't even know if it's that, though, because, like, I'm sure they like working with each other. But, again, like, you, we just talked about, before we started recording, was, like, you know, Spike Lee said that he didn't direct his actors until the third movie. Mm. So, so maybe, I mean, Kinberg just maybe sucked as a yeah. director. That being said, Jennifer Lawrence um was really dead between the eyes. Like she's yeah. um did not she did not look like she wanted to be there, and she was killed off fairly quickly in the movie. Yeah, um, she probably had another movie to make. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, so
0: let's do this. Let's talk about f- what you think overall before we get into detail of Dark Phoenix. I would say I don't I don't want to say first all, but what did you think about Dark
1: Phoenix? <clears throat> um. I think I might have texted you that I I, I had nothing nice to say about the movie. Um, in talking about it, I think I've thought of some stuff to like actually nice to say. But um, my first initial impression about it was basically I did not like it. Um, it was not for me. It um, I understood what it was tr- what it was trying to do, and it had um, it had potential for great moments. Um, that being said, everything kind of. Wasn't really executed. Everything that like was tried didn't execute the landing. Whether, whether it be the emotional moments, I think at one point Beast is looking at a glass of water, like like if it's like vodka or something. And I, I I get what he's doing. Like he's like very brooding and he's sad because Mystique's death. But like that entire exchange, um, you felt nothing. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a, there's an emotional moment where Nicholas Holt's character is is yelling at at uh, uh Xavier. And it's just there's nothing there. Like it's it's oddly lifeless, and you feel that right from the start. Like from even just the the way the camera placement is. Like it, it's awkward camera shots. Um, people speak in exposition or monologue a lot, and it's just um, it wasn't it wasn't a fun time for me. And it was it's it's heartbreaking and and very it's it's just straight up heartbreaking. And and you know to see a franchise fall this far. Um it's also depressing to think that the X-Men franchise has some of the best comic book movies ever made and some of the worst. Yeah. So um so but like yeah my I guess my my just answered it. My first impressions I didn't really like it. What what did you think?
0: Yeah, I I I mean it's it's a crazy thing to think about this movie in terms of it being an X-Men movie because it really I didn't think it felt that much like an X-Men movie. It doesn't.
1: I mean, it, that's the weird thing too, because you're seeing these actors and stuff that you've been kind of familiar you, with. For yeah. The last, who you
0: knew they're X-Men.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's, it's very, it's, it's, like I said, it's oddly lifeless. Like yeah. you, you can feel hollowness right from the start.
0: I feel like maybe there was a moment where I felt, uh, well, I, I really wanted them to focus into one of the um like greater tensions of the movie. Cause uh, for example, I read someone who described the dark Phoenix, which is, I think the A storyline in this movie um, is if uh, this is a Game of Thrones thing because she's in Game of Thrones. If if she was Sansa Stark, if Sansa Stark was a Targaryen, which was um, am I uh, like this benevolent good superhero? Am I Jean Grey or am I just this really powerful destructive force, which is you know the Phoenix? Right. Um, like if they focused on that, that I think would have been a really interesting thing for me. The more interesting storyline was w- the idea that Professor X is kind of a bad guy and sort of, you know, if you think about it, really taking these kids and turning them into somewhat of soldiers, you know, rest going around the world, putting them in harm's way, which is one of the reasons why mystique was kind of, uh, not feeling it, not feeling it with him. But I was like, that's a super interesting new take, but again, it's not, it's not really
1: expanded upon. It's very interesting. Yeah.
0: That's why I was like, if they had focused on one of those, then maybe the movie could have been different and could have been something that, uh, was new you know in a way but uh but I mean, I feel like because of superhero movies now, especially the m c u which turns out to every year, and then because of x three which we talked about has a dark phoenix storyline already in right, the same yeah. universe um yeah it 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 just i didn 't know exactly what it was trying to say or about they very rarely talked about um mutants uh other than like people like them. Because of what we're doing, and then now they don't like us because of you, this one person, right? Yeah. Um, but it again, it still didn't focus on something like that, and it's 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 something that that happens in every other X Men movie, really. Even the like Apocalypse had uh, a brooding uh, idea behind it of what uh, you know God was, you know, for, for everyone.
1: These, yeah. yeah. So
0: it was really interesting because I was watching it and I was like, what? Which is the thing that I should be focusing on more? Like, who are the real bad guys? Um and then, like I mean, I mean you know who they were they were like the Groot scrolls or whatever yeah yeah but also I was like well why is or are it they called- Magneto
1: again yeah, like, I was like why just, is, like, is it that called
0: Dark Phoenix if you know like uh, like I don't know so I I mean it, it's it's not to say that I didn't enjoy the sequences because there are some amazing sequences in this fight sequences um when Dark Phoenix finally gets her power we see her able to like do crazy shit with it like disintegrating people so there, the train sequence
1: i felt was really cool too probably the best sequence in the movie oh yeah Magneto, right like finally doing shit it wasn't well this the x-men doing x-men shit which is like something you never got in the movies like you never got like a a really like a cool um you know a lingering shot of beast doing his thing or like you know you didn't get a
0: this so originally a beast a beast movie was going to be what they're going to do instead of a dark phoenix movie but i don't know why they didn't do it because he's still a really big part of this movie
1: yeah, it's that's it, the funny thing too. Is like this movie, um, for it being called Dark Phoenix, the not a whole lot is focused on Sophie Turner's character. Like yeah. a lot of it's focused on on um, the first class people, like um, yeah, uh, McAvoy and and Beast. And it's set Lawrence. up to be a
0: Dark Phoenix movie, and she may end up having more screen time. But maybe because they introduce a lot of other,
1: but the Ace st- things I mean, you were saying the A storyline is the Dark Phoenix thing. But very quickly, it's it is the A storyline, but it becomes like a B storyline. Like it's 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 it becomes a story about uh charles's reaction to these events mm. as opposed to like and then people's um people's opinion or like you know their perception of charles because of of what just happened and i think what of, of what just happened is basically him doing what he did in x3 which is like make, make a mental block so yeah. she doesn't kill herself and everybody else
0: but it felt more so the thing with x3 and again it's not a perfect X three's not a perfect movie oh no but she was jane gray was uh convinced by magneto and had this kind of like that's what made and and instead here we had these aliens but i just didn't think that they uh i think they talked to her once and she was like okay i'm on board right yeah like it was a very different motivation for her to turn against the the bad guys and ultimately in this movie she was a bad guy for what three minutes like four minutes like
1: yeah i mean she wasn't like kind of a bad guy for she accidentally killed people um, people Mm -hmm. And she injured, you know, Quicksilver, like you know, for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. But she wasn't like a villain per se up until like you know a, this one sequence where they're trying to cross the street, mm. and then they they have like a fight inside of a lobby. This movie <sighs> feels really small. Does that? Does it feel small to you? And I think intentionally, it's okay to make the stakes smaller,
0: but for this movie to feel like like actually small though, because there's yeah. only a couple
1: of sets. Like the. So Genosha is a is an island in the comics where. Magneto lives with with, with mutants. Geonosis kind of like is a, also where the clones are made in yeah, uh Attack of the clones. Yeah, but like some but it's it's basically like this utopia for for mutants. Like yeah. this haven, like a country basically. Like Latveria for like, you know, Doctor Doom. Mm. Um in this movie it's literally like a grassland area with a couple of like fucking like, you know, construction yeah. like construction tubes and stuff. Like yeah. it's it's so what it's I thought like was a really shanty.
0: In, what I thought was really interesting is everything is made out of metal. And for me, I was like, "Oh, that's because th- those are the only building materials he could he could do." <laughs> but it doesn't
1: look like there's any running water. Like they're living in like they're huts. Hippies. They're like, yeah, it's it's like a hippie thing, and I'm just thinking like, this is cheap. Like yeah. you can't like you can't not say this doesn't feel cheap. I think
0: maybe one of the, bi- I think we're talking about storylines of what we're focusing on, but I think a big part of it too is like, what who's, what is the point of view of this whole movie? Who How are we as the audience experiencing this world? Yeah, and there's in, no focus. In, through whose eyes, yeah. pretty much. And in the X-Men movies, a lot of them were through Wolverine's eyes. Like he's the new X-Men right, yeah. in mm-hmm. the fold. X-3, somewhat in Jean's eyes, to be honest with you, because she runs away and we're
1: Yeah, and then we we we're trying to sympathize with her.
0: Yeah, so in this movie, we we I don't know what it is, and I think you you talked about the inspiration behind the visuals behind it. But I I felt the same way too. Like they were showing the things that were happening. There would be exposition around what was happening, and that was like that was the formula for this movie. Like at some point, I thought they were we were going to see things off of a reflection or something, or we're going to see, uh, you know, like something else. But we just saw things that were.
1: They were said we're going to be happy. Yeah, like, like and, you know,
0: and shown like even the big. Roof. If you
1: touch her, I will fucking kill you. Yeah, and then we see him trying to fucking kill Magneto. Like you know, or Cyclops delivers that line.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and, and Cyclops <laughs>
1: even was a character that uh, that know, could have been the center point. Like yeah. if you think about it, because like it's Jean Gene, Jean's his girlfriend. He's got and, that you know, conflict in him. He's got that conflict, and um, you. I mean. I mean, I don't know. Uh, people have seen the other movies, but Cyclops has been really kind of shit on it, like the way Hawkeye is shit on in the MCU. So, yeah. like, why not just make him the center point and you know do him justice? Yeah.
0: Wolverine and, had this you, thing with Jean Grey. And so, there was a love triangle in X Three. Remember Cyclops, Wolverine, right, right, Jean yeah. Grey, and then when she dies, it's that same like it's very tense. Mm-hmm. Should we save her or kill her?
1: So, Spoiler like, alert: Wolverine kills her. Right? Yeah. But the thing is, like, it's that doesn't happen this time around. And it, maybe they they wanted to avoid the love, the love. Uh, I get it. Yeah, the love storyline. But mm-hmm. that being said, I mean.
0: Because she made that decision at the end herself,
1: right? Yeah, but the the thing is, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's a weird fucking flick. Because, like, um, yeah. I mean, it's just because again, there's no like focus viewpoint. You don't actually have like it jumps from Charles's viewpoint to Magneto's viewpoint Mm -hmm. to uh, Beast's viewpoint to sort of Cyclops viewpoint, I guess. Like you know, and then to somewhat Chastain's uh, character, and uh, who's an alien, by the way, and um, a scroll. Yeah, a, a wannabe scroll and then and then Sophie Turner's character like it's kind of you don't um you just jump through all of those at once and you don't really have a focus of what the fuck is going on.
0: Yeah, and I think that the when we talk about point of view, we're not talking about screen time. We're not talking about cuz it does follow Sophie Turner. The reason why we see Magneto is cuz Sophie Turner goes to him. Like it's we are literally following her from place to place. And then it stops to place.
1: <laughs> yeah, because then, like, <laughs> then it, no, when it's just not it we stop there cuz then it it jumps to like Beast mm. and then to Magneto yeah. and then it tries to like um Tries to get one last like kind of like hurrah for the first class characters because um, Sophie Turner and like Ty Sheridan and uh, Alexandra Shipp, the the people who play the the new class the X Men new class like mm-hmm. they're not technically first class people they're they're they were people who were introduced in Apocalypse
0: uh, yeah and, yeah and I mean the thing with the Dark Phoenix I mean I've always thought that that storyline was a tragic storyline anyway it was like someone who has too much power that they can't even
1: they can't control function
0: yeah like they they and so
1: this is i mean it tries to be somewhat oh sorry go on no no, no yeah, sure. yeah yeah, i
0: mean the, and so i thought that was kind of what this movie was going to be about i mean it's called dark phoenix so it makes sense to me that they didn't focus on professor x even though that was an interesting thing to be like oh is he the villain because mm-hmm. it's the namesake of the whole movie is you know it didn't even Jean feel Grey. like dark
1: Phoenix. phoenixy though like the dark phoenix in the comics is she yeah. can't be controlled so like every now and then she'll get about or, no, she'll, she'll like basically bout, she'll pout or something. Yeah. And the thing will take over and then it'll be destructive because it's this cosmic force. It's like all seeing cosmic force. It's like Venom or the Hulk or, right, that, right, that yeah. kind of.
0: But what, what's interesting is they wanted this to be. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's pissed. No. uh, So, yeah. And, and I felt like maybe in this movie, they, they, they associated, and this is something they kind of did with Captain Marvel, they associated her outburst with emotion
1: with well, and they yeah. have a line like you're too emotional like, which is oh, like a literal like you know that's, yeah that's like first draft stuff right there like, so you know. it, it,
0: it is kind of I think that's what they wanted it to be instead of it just being overt like power but we don't even see it being destructive that much yeah though. like this thing we see so much of her distraught and like saddened because she accidentally killed someone right like, in the rain so we we get this it just feels like a like a teen running away story right yeah. for a while until the aliens come but again it doesn't take the aliens long to get her to be like i should just
1: Right, yeah. Destroy everything. And the the storyline is somewhat, I want to say somewhat more faithful to the storyline than, uh, to the comic book storyline yeah. than, than X3 was. Because there's Aliens Evolved, which, you know, in the in the comic, the Shear Empire, um, you know, basically lands on Earth. They're hunting the Phoenix Force. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they come into conflict with the X-Men because the X-Men are like, well, that's our friend. And they're like, no, that's not your friend anymore and yeah. stuff like that. Um and this one they were changed up you know they didn't, I don't know why they didn't just use the Shear Empire because like you know that's that would be something yeah. different because it's it would be a race of like in, intelligent humanoid aliens who one of them starts to dig Xavier but like the thing is, like you know, why wouldn't you do that? Like well, that's kind of different from like what doing something. Kinberg even,
0: had said that the first draft of the movie revolved around the scrolls. I think they were even called scrolls. Well, during that's the thing. The first I mean, they started was, to do this.
1: They, why it did it they was, implement the scrolls? That's well, the whole
0: thing. Is like he wanted there to always be this kind of, and one of the biggest reveals was going to be one of the main characters was a scroll the whole time. Ah, like that okay. was the whole thing. It was going to be an infiltrating. You didn't know who was who. Kind of mystery movie. I don't know why they didn't go that way. Maybe they already knew what Captain Marvel was going to be about, or I don't know why or maybe they said, Well, you only have one movie instead of two. Right. So initially that was going to be a big part of the plot of I mean, that I, I don't know which major character it would have been, but you can imagine it could have been Professor X, you know, or, or yeah, some something, like something crazy. Like Magneto or but yeah, they that. ended up having to keep some of that and and
1: and we see it in this movie. And then it it kind of yeah, it gets um yeah, but weird. it is it is
0: interesting because you don't necessarily need, and you could tell that it was just the a uh, plot point from the original story because you don't necessarily need them to be scrolls because that dis de- that deceit doesn't really apply the rest. Like they take the human form, but then that's it. Like they're invincible. Does that make sense? Like, it never is like you. Have, you already, this whole thing. You is already about seen it deceit. too. Like, like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. like
1: you, you. I think they they kind of blow their waterly like in, in a yeah. sense where because you, you you see that these things can change into people
0: yeah but so, i'm just saying like a lot of this movie doesn't have any follow-up and that's one of the things is you know they don't actually need to use that right power yeah. really yeah, other than we need actors that are humans
1: and i think like it's yeah it's just it's just i guess they thought they were probably being fresh on it like you know because like x-men have never fought aliens before um i mean they do all the time in the comics but like you hear in, in the movies they've never done that because it's all like grounded thing they even changed the name of the <clears throat> of the aliens um they're not the shear empire that but they were supposed to be the scrolls like the way you keep saying and we're going to keep calling them scrolls because they that's what they technically are um they were changed to the Dabari, which is a super duper obscure alien race yeah. from the comics that were wiped out by the 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 dark phoenix yeah, by the phoenix force well it's yeah and 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 so it's technically like it's it's not wrong but the thing is like but you're you're combining three different like fucking Things. things into like one you know t- to rework basically one species of mm. alien and even then it's not really you're not really working like it it feels very again like hollow like it feels like you're just making them the antagonist in the movie because while it is really cool to watch yeah at the very the last battle scene just involves x-men versus aliens yeah like that's all it really is
0: yeah and it is kind of uh like it yeah i mean then there's no and and it's the good and the bad x-men together yeah, mm-hmm. going against these like CGI like humans. Types. Yeah, I will yeah. say it did lead to a really cool nightcrawler scene, which I thought was neat.
1: Yeah, the nightcrawler scene where he's like, see, like that's the the whole and that storm scene too, because I think at one point mm. the camera like will do a one shot and then go up through a hole and then start seeing her like at electric everybody. Yeah. So it looks pretty. That's that's a weird. This this is why this movie is like bonkers is the fact that like you know there's that moment in it. It's pretty cool, and the fact that the team actually. This is the first nice thing I'm saying about it. The team actually kind of does feel like a family, even though oh, like, yeah. everyone's spouting some stupid dialogue and stuff. I think mm. for the first time since the first movie, you get the sense that these characters really do yeah like you know belong together as a family yeah, um that being said it's it's bogged down by it's the cons you know outweigh the pros like you know a hundred to one in this case, so but um yeah, and then that that action scene at the very end it was it, to me it was like really cool like that's the most fun i had in the entire movie that oh being definitely said, it's just
0: it's yeah Magneto had a really fantastic moment yeah and like, then you crushing have, an entire and train. then you have
1: cyclops acting like cyclops going around like blasting everybody with his eyes yeah. which is something you never got from the original oh trilogy. and i
0: think it was the nightcrawler scene where he leaves someone in front of, in the, front of the train and then yeah kills and then it's her. like yeah
1: and that's pretty cool and that see like just moments like that um i mean it's just but again when you're watching it like where did this come from yeah like, you just can't help but like feel like that where was the entire movie like yeah. no where, where was this the entire movie and that's how jarring it is, like, because everything else is super duper, duper weird and bad.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of odd because I, 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 we talked about how there's always this subtext in the X-Men movies of this is about this. This is actually about, you know, racism or acceptance or something like that. And this movie doesn't really have any. Subtext. No, I think it. Yeah, I, I think they 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 try to. I they think try they, to. Oh yeah, there's a moment with Jennifer Lawrence. Like it's always the women saving everyone around here. X but, woman. Uh, yeah, X women saving everyone. But it's always, it it always feels like it's it's like added in, but it doesn't actually like no, translate yeah, into yeah. anything.
1: Well, because even then, like there's a scene where a very weird scene where Professor X is accepting like an award from the president or something, mm-hmm. and he's kind of commenting on on superheroes in general. I was like, "That's pretty cool. Like, it, maybe this movie in a different time would have been like a comment on the superhero genre and how, like, you know, we're technically watching these people risk their lives, but like, you know, mm. for what? Like, you know, yeah. that's like that's a Watchmen question. You mean, like, you know, what? Who? Who watches them? You, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, you know,
0: it's yeah. So it's a really good,
1: but they're, again, they're they're, they're no, hinted at and nothing yeah, ever they comes they, about, they don't yeah. lean into
0: it. I feel like maybe that's what this movie is. Is they <laughs> uh, maybe didn't choose which lane they were going to go right and so they just went down a lot of different lanes and because it it the ending of this movie, and we're already there. I mean, I'm, uh, no. Wait, is technically, we
1: are. We haven't. <laughs> yeah. We've literally. But talked about some everything. The, Yeah, I think so. Right. Like, I mean, what we talked about the Dazzler camo, cameo. Cameo. Yeah. That's long overdue, but like falls really flat because she's just singing in the woods while everyone's drinking under supervision.
0: Yeah, w- w- I will say that uh, originally this movie was supposed to be long, and I kept talking about it before watching it. It and feels it, long. It, it ended up with a really short runtime. Like it's actually a it's, pretty yeah, short. It's only like a
1: hundred and no, no wait, it's like one forty. Yeah, like you know. Um, Yeah. That being said, I mean, doesn't didn't it feel long to you though? When you're watching it, it felt so long to me. It did. I
0: think the last act maybe went by a lot faster than the rest of the movie. Uh, And by last act, I mean from the nighttime sequences where it became night. From the uh, when they tried to cross the street, cross the street. The rest of it is like I was like, oh, this is the X Men movie. Like this is what I recognize from X Men. Yeah, right.
1: This is like this is it. Fast, quick.
0: Like you know, we have a very like the. The the yeah it, it's not very subtle like it's just we're gonna take you guys and arrest you and take you to this thing um, but yeah so and, but, but what was I saying I forgot oh yeah but the ending <laughs> the ending of this movie is interesting because. Uh, if you if you think about it, it this movie temporarily takes place over what, a day or two? Like three days or something? I think something? it's like,
1: yeah, it, it's almost like that. I feel like it's probably like maybe two days. And so Dark Phoenix two or three days, meets the, these
0: aliens, agrees with them, and within the span of hours makes a decision she doesn't want to be a part of there. No. Yeah. I don't even know if it had anything to do with Professor X. I mean, there's kind of this weird, like, she, she does this flashback where her dad didn't like her, so Professor X took her. Um, and I think maybe that made the decision for her that she was like oh he's actually my family or something like it had that weird Fast and Furious like family like we're family kind.
1: yeah see like fucking hell I forgot about that scene because of how yeah. weird it was
0: it's one of the biggest things is she uh, thought her dad was dead and that's why it didn't really hit at a really insane level I think that they wanted it to be which was like because I don't think we ever saw a moment where she missed her dad <laughs> like you know if we did saw a scene where she was like oh man I'm my family yeah, exactly, like, yeah. we didn't get that it was just nope. immediately your dad's alive and we were like oh she didn't know that yeah where is this? Yeah, exactly like there wasn't yeah i mean that's what i mean with like point of view like what is this the this is if this is all about dark phoenix or yeah gene gray like how we, we have a cold open with a car accident in the beginning but then immediately we're in the x-men universe and she's just she, a part of it yeah the
1: the the, the president has a has a phone with an X on it that calls the X Men.
0: It's so but yeah. What do you weird. think about the ending of this movie?
1: Obviously, it's, it's normal. So for, rushed. Yeah, I don't know. It it does not land at all. Like I they mean, change the name of the school after her after it, she explodes. Oh well, that happens sort of. I mean, but again, like it's just why? Like, and also like the continuity thing is even more fucked up because we saw at the end of X Men Days of Future Past that Wolverine interacts with an older gene. She's not dead. Yeah. So, what the fuck? <laughs> so, like, it's just, again, like, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. We, we
0: also see a fucking phoenix at the end. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> Did you we,
1: see that? We saw the movie? phoenix, yeah. Like, the, the phoenix, the, the flying. It, that's yeah. the funny thing, too, is, like, this movie's called Dark Phoenix, and, like, the first movie didn't have, the first movie being X-Men 3, didn't have, like, a dark phoenix per se, even though they called it that, the phoenix in that movie as well. Where the fuck is the phoenix in this movie, other than, like, the ending scene where you see a bird? flying like a, a fire or something right what is that the phoenix force is the shape of a bird yeah <laughs> in the comics it like it it lives in the sun it shoots out like a yeah. like a fucking solar flare but it has like wings and it looks like a like a giant phoenix and at the center of it is Jean gray like she's a kind of like 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 a like the the, uh, the reactor like a nuclear reactor so you could
0: assume at the end of this movie that she's it because it's also it's not subtle it's not so x3 had this subtle thing where over the water you saw a phoenix shadow i don't I remember that from X three at the end of it
1: to be at like the end of X-Men two. Oh X two? Yeah. Okay. So okay. it leads into X three.
0: But in uh, in this movie it is a bright blue sky and there it is. Like it's not subtle.
1: It's it's Yeah, and then it's it, it looks like a bird. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is like, but that's already too little too late because it was like, Where the fuck was that bird the entire movie? Yeah. It's, like it's supposed to be the Phoenix the phoenix four
0: instead it's just the movie is gene gray exploding
1: yeah it's gene gray having like uh captain marvel-esque like you know binary powers
0: basically. i did kind of like on the earth when that alien is like is trying to step away and be like oh you're too much power when she grabs her hand and sticks it on her neck to be like no take it all that was pretty cool like i, I uh that
1: was pretty cool I like,
0: like the, it. the segments were okay like i I didn't really, I I mean, from the train sequence on, I was like, this is all good. Like, this is all stuff that I was expecting from an X-Men movie. Right. Up until then, it was just Sansa running away, um, destroying a house. Sansa. Destroying a competing with a uh,
1: helicopter. There is a yeah that that oh, fucking shit that helicopter scene with Michael Fassbender. I was that laughing was weird out to me. loud. Yeah, because I, of uh, the way they're acting, like with their bodies, oh, like yeah. they're just controlling like, it, controlling it. And Michael Fassbender just throws the helicopter. Michael Fassbender looks so intense, like he's yeah. just kind of like grabbing air.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's so. That's great. why
0: I was like, uh, I mean, uh, who knows? It's too late to be like, oh, they should have done this. They should have done that. But the the whole Professor X you're making them into like child soldiers thing. It was a reason for even, I mean, I guess killing mystique is a reason for, uh, Magneto to not like her, but yeah. I was like,
1: here. can you
0: imagine? But maybe that's what X three was. They teamed up because of
1: bigger than this one. They, yeah, they, 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 they can't, yeah. I guess
0: because so. Magneto and Jean gray team up in X three. Like they're on the same team
1: yeah Uh, yeah he's recruited by Magneto, so
0: i guess they can't do that again in this but it just feels more natural for them to have the common enemy yeah instead of like whose blood is that
1: (laughs) whose blood is that oh man and then did you see like i know i know 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 whose blood it is
0: (laughs) it's just kind of wild like that Uh,
1: i just love how like even even in, in this movie it seems like like magneto at one point is like having trouble with cyclops like he's kind of he has a metal door that's like shielding him from Cyclops. Oh blasts. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying, like, why can't he just like hit that metal door like forward or something? I mean, and it's like,
0: also like uh, I feel, and this is just a small tedious thing, but uh, because Beast and Nightcrawler are together all the time, you're like, man, why do we just have blue mutants? Like, it's kind of bland. That's, that's probably heck? why
1: they killed Mystique. <laughs> that's your <true. laughs> third
0: like, blue third mutant. mutant. It's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, and this movie, like, I was I. I enjoy uh, watching a lot of these X-Men movies. If the story's awful, it, like I'm like, okay, I'm at least going to get these amazing fight sequences or, you know, that kind of stuff going. And this, this movie, movie didn't even have yeah, do that. until
1: the very end. But even then, it's like the way you said, because of how the movie is structured, it goes by really quickly. You yeah. have like no time to enjoy it. Yeah. And
0: I, I, I like the Dark Phoenix storyline. Like, I think it's a cool... It's
1: a cool Idea. cosmic, like it's a cosmic storyline with X Men in it. Like, and that it's, that's awesome. Like, yeah. people have probably been waiting for a story like that for a while.
0: Like, I don't know if if this what ended up being two movies. If it would have worked, yeah, even then, be, yeah, because yeah. then you're like, well, maybe they could have taken more time with her getting all of that power. Because I feel like they. I feel like she's supposed to be one of the
1: most powerful mutants ever. Yeah. In general,
0: like one of the most powerful people yeah.
1: in the MCU or in the, or in the MCU, in the, in the Marvel world, basically. Yeah.
0: And to have her get it all so quickly and for her to decide what she's going to do with it so quickly. And lose it. Yeah, exactly. Oh um, like, man. It but, doesn't,
1: but that's the thing too. At the very end of this movie, oh, I don't know. Shit. it's just, it's a clusterfuck. Um, some nice things I will say is um, probably the score was actually didn't kind of like, you know, that was pretty cool. Guy, you always go to the score
0: if you're like, what's something?
1: Hans Zimmer. I no, no, like- no. And then also like, I like Sophie Turner. Like, you know, I'm not, she acted her heart out in this movie. That being yeah. said, like she, she's using what she's working with, but she acted her heart out. Um, Michael Fassbender. Always great. Always great. He doesn't seem like he's half-assing any of this, like the way the other actors are. Like he, you can tell that guy takes his job seriously, no matter what the quality of <laughs> work is. Yeah. But he takes his Same job seriously. Ma- McAvoy was trying hard in this. McAvoy. movie. McAvoy was weird because at some points he was trying really hard, but at some points I'm just like, what was what, up with that delivery? Again, I'm not sure if that's Kinberg's um, lack of experience on directing. Anytime
0: I see him bald, I just think of Split. So,
1: but um, the giant X on his back on his yeah. uh, on his uh, on his chair. But that's about it, I guess. Like the the performances were pretty cool. I think Sophie yeah. Turner. I think it's a sad that this is like Turner's first lead movie, and it it kind of went bad. Yeah, I, I think
0: she's a good actress, so I think we'll we'll see her more. I, I, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things that that didn't. I think have I don't want to say payoff, but they were just there and without yeah. a ton of reason, including and up to Dark Phoenix getting that power. Um... And I think, yeah. I mean, like... it's like, the
1: space sequence, like, it started off kind of strong. Like, you're like, whoa, they're going into space? Like, yeah. this is pretty... Like, like, this is what they do. They're X-Men the, now. Yeah, this is the their mission-based X-Men, which is cool. And one of the really they're interesting... They've been wearing their X-Men costumes, like yellow and yeah. blue. Yeah. Like, it's, it's also
0: insane that this movie is set in the 90s, but that wasn't important the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Like, it, would, it was just it was just set in the 90s. And then the
1: fact that they're still, they still look like their 60s counterparts yeah, because like, you know, none of them seem to age. That's, which is like
0: 20, 30 years after the 60s.
1: Yeah, that makes no sense. Like, you know, Beast should be pushing like what, like 50 or yeah. 60 like in this case.
0: And I feel like there's a lot of correlations with Captain Marvel but a lot of these movies set in these time frames, even first class, they lean into the time period and right, it's yeah. like part of what they, you yeah. Know. This
1: one didn't at all. Like no. this one could have been set like in modern day and you yeah. probably wouldn't have ever, even noticed. Um, the Captain Marvel similarities are inevitable cuz like I, I think the aliens were supposed to be the squirrels. Um like it's the way we've been saying.
0: Part of the inter-studio contention, right? Like it, yeah, yeah. this movie was done first, but they were like, well we we can't show it before Captain Marvel. So, so that's why. Yeah, exactly. This was the A movie. It was
1: like it's like the Quicksilver situation, like they probably um like, had, um you know, stuff had gone well, I bet you that they would have been called something else, or maybe yeah. they would have been called Scroll, and maybe, like, the Captain Marvel aliens wouldn't have been called Scroll, something like that. But, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, this, that's
1: why I will say that Logan felt more of a finale. Oh, definitely. I think, like, Logan is still, I mean, I feel like it still is, like, because, like, even in terms of if you want to take it literally, like, the, the storyline is set way in the future, so, like. You're right, it is literally, it is the farthest back yeah there like they go even so, days
0: of future pass i guess so, even well,
1: right? oh, it's it's post days of future pass because mm. he kills all them x-men um or like <laughs> sound like a, he kills all them x-men <laughs> professor x kills all the x-men like in the movie yeah. remember he, he has like some sort of weird like um, his power his yeah some sort of like thing. some sort of like um dementia yeah. like attack or something and it just like you know it it it, it basically breaks like everyone's brain like for a bit God, it was such a good movie. So, um, but yeah, so like that's still technically the actual finale. And I feel like, um, it's, it's really sad yeah. on, on what Dark Phoenix ended up.
0: Well, with. you know what's interesting is Dark Phoenix is a natural last one because after this, the decade after this is where X Men begins, which is funny that we talk about like they should be older because,
1: yeah, eventually, <laughs> like in, in six or seven yeah. years, they're going to look like the and
0: 30s 40s people now (laughs) they're gonna immediately age apparently yeah like which is crazy but yeah i mean do you have any final thoughts on on dark phoenix um would you you tell people to watch
1: it in the theaters i wouldn't tell people to watch it in theaters Mm. i would say like if you're going to watch it in theaters because you're a giant x-men fan do so do so at a matinee or at the dollar movies
0: yeah i don't even talk about box office because it's just not doing great it's not doing great and
1: it's it's not hard to see why you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, we'll just leave it at that. Because also, like, I don't want to... It seems like um, the cast had a fun time, if anything. Yeah. I mean, or at least you, you wouldn't be able to tell by watching the movie. Yeah. But it does seem like they they liked each other.
0: I think this is a classic example of them being too far in the process to not make it. Does that make sense? Like, but they what may not be... So, like, for example, because I feel like there's so many variables here including the whole fox disney thing but i think there was there was too much money invested in this that they couldn't just say let's not do let's this not do it yeah but i feel like they were in that gray area where they were like should we should we not because it's right mm-hmm. not only is can we not make i feel like Kinberg may not even be have made the movie he necessarily wanted to make because he's you just read a list of all his movies like he's a pretty good screenwriter he seems like yeah he seems like he knows what he's doing if he's not doing this he produced logan which is something that we talk about as being one of the best ones so i feel like he was just caught in this gray area and we'll talk a little bit about new mutants but i think that movie might be in that that weird gray area too
1: yeah the same thing um so it's a a shame
0: i feel like if fox wasn't gonna get bought by disney maybe we would have gotten the two movies or maybe something that wasn't going to there be. There would have been another affected, reboot. Yeah, it wouldn't have been affected this. by Captain Marvel. It wouldn't have been affected by any other variables. It would have just been a Dark Phoenix movie. But yeah, I mean, I I, I will say I enjoyed some of the sequences in this movie, and it introduced some of the m- some really interesting themes, like the whole uh, I mean, Xavier being the bad guy, right, Thing yeah. like those yeah. are really interesting things. I just wish they kind of delved deeper into those. Yeah, instead usually- of done better S- succumbing
1: to we'll still make it just a as basically a cgi yeah what kind of sucks thing i don't know that's about it i mean i can't i can't say anything else more about this but i'm surprised that we talked so long about this we X-Men.
0: spent half of it talking about x-men as a franchise and i feel like i feel good about that because it deserves some time because it is a a pretty prolific series of movies right
1: and it, we have a we, we have a lot to owe to the x-men because of like you know we without the x-men feige would have never learned how to make movies and mm-hmm. then made the mcu because feige was the um he was a producer and an yeah. assistant on the um on the first X-Men without
0: movie. the x-men maybe even more than spider-man because x-men showed that people had an appetite for multiple heroes in the same universe mm-hmm. because of x-men they de- marvel decided to try at ad- creating a cinematic universe because it was making money and uh, and
1: because Feige learned
0: the ropes, like Kevin yeah. Feige
1: was, you know, on board for that first X Men movie. So,
0: so it's 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 really, uh, yeah, it was really good. And I think, uh I think we talked about like we where this whole podcast is about sequels, but maybe this is like a complete franchise now. Like so many franchises are, even Indiana Jones and Star Wars, they're ongoing,
1: right? So you yeah. can't really Never judge complete, them yeah. yet because they're not complete. And this is a complete franchise, like, like it's yeah. complete to uh, twenty movies. Until the next Deadpool movie, because like Deadpool um, might Ryan be in Reynolds, that one now. Ryan Reynolds will jump over. Like that's the odd part about yeah. this whole thing is that like they're going to reboot these X Men obviously under the MCU banner, um, but Ryan Reynolds, who's a part of the original X Men universe, is still going to jump over as Deadpool,
0: <laughs> which is interesting. I don't know how that's gonna
1: work. But. Uh, well, it's it's right up Deadpool's alley because like he can probably comment yeah, on and just on switch the to the
0: MCU now.
1: Yeah. yeah, but like that that's weird. Like you would never think the MCU would do that. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, but I don't think they can't because Deadpool makes a shit ton of money,
1: right? And then Deadpool, at the end of the day, is from the MCU, yeah, or, like the Marvel universe. So yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. like he has like his rivalries with um, Wolverine and Spider Man. He has a rivalry with Spider Man. Deadpool so, like,
0: was introduced like in that
1: X-Men. in the Wolverine movie, yeah, yeah. Like, X Men Origins Wolverine, yeah. So, it should uh,
0: Who knows? But I'm excited to see more X-Men. It'll be interesting to see how they fit in the MCU. I think you said that they maybe are more suited for a ch-
1: TV show? show. I would think so. Because, like, you making... Unless you're going to make a, a true ensemble movie. Like, I'm not saying, like, focus on fucking Wolverine again. You know, because I think we've already done that to death here yeah. in the last couple of weeks. And movies.
0: then it's going to be hard to top fucking Logan, so...
1: Right, exactly. If anything, I want Wolverine to be... Like, Wolverine should be introduced in, like, phase two yeah. of X-Men. Cause, like, you know, you can't. You need to not think about Hugh Jackman in that role.
0: I feel similar, though, w- that how you think about Wolverine, and they shouldn't keep trying to redo it. But I feel the same, honestly, with Professor X, because I've, I feel like we've seen so much of him too, and maybe a little bit in Magneto. I, I think maybe MCU's strength is they they find these obscure characters and they build things around them. Um, but I mean, it's hard to do mutants without the X and X Men is for. <laughs> Xavier yeah. Xavier, yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do? But yeah, I, I, I get it. Like it's a, it's they have mutants. Like that's what's unique about the X Men franchise is it's mutants and uh, and so many mutants. It's, like, oh, shit! Of mutants, Quicksilver,
1: so, uh, Scarlet Witch, yeah. um, Jubilee. Like all the people. Like we you know we these these um these cinematic versions of the X Men are very safe. Like mm-hmm. they do they don't branch out. They have cameos. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but like all of those cameos that you see are like those. Mutants have all mm-hmm. their own storylines in the comics. Like they're like they're just as popular as like um, you know your your Cyclops or your Beast yeah. and stuff like that. And so there's always that so over crazy.
0: there's always that overhanging um, like prejudice from humans against them. Right, that yeah. I don't think you're gonna find necessarily in the MCU. So right. You know, like mm-hmm. so it goes. So I don't know. That's weird. Because I mean, like that's part of the whole reason why the Xavier School is born and why Magneto is a villain is the. You know the humanity, like humans don't like mutants, like that's ingrained in the X Men.
1: Unless they verse. get to like a like a, don't well, see that's because that, cool. that's a I weird can,
0: thing because then humans would also hate Spider Man and, and the and event. Well, that's else. the thing is
1: like maybe that can be an interesting. That's how maybe when you introduce the X Men is when like too much collateral damage is happening, kind of yeah. like Age of Ultron or like Civil War. Yeah, um too much of that stuff is happening and then it's happening now in a giant boom like yeah. you know now like every other person is getting powers and that's like the mutant boom or something. That's true I
0: mean in the MCU itself there are more heroes now than there were before. Right. I mean a lot of them didn't get it from you know Chitari still like a lot of them are are humans like Falcon and War Machine. Right right
1: exactly. So but like this the snap or something may yeah. have like you know mutated yeah. people like you know every just, other person. I just feel like it's weird too cuz now that we
0: have the cosmos uh in the mcu it's kind of like how important are humans right, like, anyway. Like what's your
1: human problem gonna be like yeah <laughs> what's like, your cares? human problem compared to like this uh race yeah existence you know fucking threat that's coming out yeah. so
0: it, it is gonna be interesting cause like if the humans hate mutants well you hate literally the entire galaxy because now we know that they're yeah because like everybody everywhere. technically is a mutant they're male. aliens like, yeah. yeah even is an alien he's not even a god nope. crazy uh, but guys, that's it for Dark Phoenix. Uh, me and John are going to combust spontaneously just like
1: Gene uh, uh, Grey did. Gene Grey, yeah, at the end here of the movie. in a little bit. Um, <laughs> We're going to turn into birds apparently too. That's very <laughs>
0: You'll see us in the sky. Yeah. Uh, John, what do you have to, oh, any final words about the X-Men or anything like that before you plug something?
1: Mm, Godspeed to the Fox version of the X-Men. Um, I grew up with them. Uh, we, um, I guess everybody, you know, kind of did really. So um, they weren't always the best and this movie's a perfect example of that. But they did have their moments, and we, my hats off to them for, for basically, um, pioneering the, uh, you know, basically like this whole like superhero genre. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't be here without them, but without the cinematic versions anyway. So, yeah. hats off to, um, Hats off to the casting crew and not the two directors that uh, yeah. will not be mentioned anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hats kinda... off to
1: Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn is the one who like kind of like breathed some really cool life into. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. He
0: made a successful in- reintroduction of right. these characters. And
1: hats off to, I mean, in a way, hats off to Simon Kinberg for like kind of sticking through it, even through the very, very, mm-hmm. very rough. I guess whatever. There's some respect in that sort of not my respect, but some sort of respect in that.
0: Yeah, and I, I and I I feel like he is not going to have a slowdown in his career at all because of this. I think he'll be hopefully. Perfectly he fine. seems like
1: a pretty good dude. Like no, most, he came out recently saying that he. Oh, you talked about yeah, it, that it he owned seems, it. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, People don't do that. Like, if their yeah. movie's bomb, they, you don't hear about them until the and next movie. And
0: he's not blaming anything, he's not, too, even though he probably
1: can. He's like not if, pulling a Zack Snyder, where she's like, oh, I made this for the fans. Uh, you know, he's not doing something like that. And or he doesn't like, have a cut somewhere. Yeah, then. he's not saying, you just don't get it. Like, it's, it's, that's yeah. stupid. He's, he's basically, you know, he's owning up to it. He's like, yeah. if you guys don't like it, that's my fault.
0: And it's weird because he probably has more. Not just people, but he could probably blame Disney if he wanted to and people would understand. Like, you know, he had I mean, I mean, he could
1: if he wanted to. I mean, at one point, James Cameron um, was the reason they moved dates because, like, he wanted, he didn't want Battle Angel Alita to uh, mm. compete with X-Men. And so, he wanted X-Men moved from that date. And Kinberg and producers were, vetoed it like crazy. Like, yeah. they begged Fox not to do it. And Fox was like, no, Cameron is Cameron. So, we're yeah, going to move your movie. He's half of our budget right now is yeah, Cameron. So, like, yeah. So, I mean, you don't mess with Cameron. But yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, John, what do you have to plug? Um, not much. Just listen to your Duffin Pod podcasts, uh, listen to your sticker fridge podcasts. Uh we have a really cool crossover. I'm still gonna plug that um with Director Showdown. If you like the Director Showdown podcast, some um, Adam and Brent do take over an episode of Revenge of the Sequel. They do Paul Bart two Mall cop. Um Paul Bart Mau Cop two. I'm not sure where the where the two goes in that movie um delphin and i take over director showdown we we do um a condensed season of uh a condensed epilogue to season three which is um uh, tim burton versus paul feig we do ed wood and um a simple favor and it's a it's a it's a load of fun you should go check out both podcasts they're um they're pretty awesome
0: yeah, 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 and we have a lot of episodes of this. So of of uh, Revenge of the Sequel, so you can revenge listen sequel, back yeah. to.
1: Yeah, there's lots of Revenge Sequel. Go back yeah. and listen to the our X Men Apocalypse um, podcast, and let us know if we have contradicting ourselves. <laughs> I know, right? Because I can't remember that for the life of me.
0: Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you if we have more sporadic releases, it's probably because we're working on other things right, as yeah. well. It's gonna get. <laughs> Yeah, multiple pod. We're, we're doing more podcasts. More podcasts, which is yeah, good. definitely.
1: Um, there's more RTS coming, definitely. And There's mm-hmm. more. Um, there's some surprises coming too. Like maybe some um, some spinoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to be um, doing other things. So like, if we don't yeah. hear from us, like at least week per week, we will be around. It just m- probably won't be week yeah. per week or something. Maybe possibly. Yeah, maybe. I mean, so far we are. Oh, so far. I mean, yeah, yeah. So far, so good. But we like, missed um, a
0: week of Countdown to Infinity, which is sacrilege. But yeah, that's yeah, already, I remember I, that. But yeah, I was just like it's
1: okay i had a mob at my door with uh, pitchforks <laughs> we're and shit. doing
0: the spider-man movie i'm
1: pretty sure like yeah, pretty positively we're gonna yeah, watch it so countdown to infinity is going to be revived yeah. for um, spider-man far from home i'll release this on that feed so that way that yeah if you want to go ahead and do this um that, i'm okay with that too
0: yeah but cool
1: thanks guys bye-bye
0: later time to talk about another movie <laughs>